So there's actually uh, many different ways of understanding um, why it's good to continue to have what we can put in quotations as formal practice in the sense of intentionally going away and getting away from it all. And one example would be um, the Toyota uh, pickup truck is out here in the yard. If I don't use it today, tomorrow it'll crank and I can go use it tomorrow. But if I don't use it tomorrow, it'll crank the next day. But after a while, if I don't use the truck, then the battery will go down and the battery goes down mainly because the diesel fuel leaves the engine and settles back in the tank. So now you have to start the engine long enough to get the fuel pump to put the fuel right up to the engine. And by then the battery is dead. Okay. So over time, we lose the advantage that we gained by having, uh, let us say, pump the fuel up. And so this is why it's good for um, right on through to have a bit of a formal practice so that you can get that sati going. Another example would be uh, pushing a car off. It, it, when a car is sitting still on a flat plane, it takes some effort to push it. Once you get it going, you can get it going at one or two miles an hour. And if you keep your hand on the car and keep walking along with it, the car will continue to run at about one mile an hour, about walking speed, so long as you keep pushing as you're walking, taking effort along the way. But if you stop and rest, then the car is going to stop too. Not immediately, but it will slow down and stop. Another way of looking at it is that when we go back on automatic pilot, we might be able to navigate for a while but generally we'll crash into the tree or go into a ditch because we're not arguing where we're going anymore, even though we had built up that skill. So these are the kind of things that we want to uh, understand of why it's good to have a formal practice. Now, let's define what's a formal practice. <laughs> and then we can uh, complete that circle. Uh, so when I'm using the word formal practice, I'm talking about intention, like intending, and that you're already developing an informal practice to where uh, you're kind of um, at a background intending, so that it's easy for you to to remember, because you've been practicing sati, okay. But if you only rely on Shakti at that level, then it will wane because it actually is a skill to be developed. It would be like this, a concert pianist who has really got uh, a few concertos down really, really well. But this week he plays this convention hall with this orchestra and then the next hall and then he flies and goes over there and he plays and then he goes over there and he plays. But if that pianist isn't practicing along the way between those concerts, especially having the dress rehearsal and going all the way through that piece of music he's going to play tonight, if he doesn't do that, he's more than likely 
going to both screw up and hate that he screwed up because he didn't practice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, Arthur Rubenstein, um, this is an old story. You young guys are not going to know this because this is when he was in his 90s, back in the 1960s, I think is the time frame. But anyway, in an interview, the, uh, the interviewer asked him about his practice because, see, he's in his 90s now. He has been a world-famous pianist for years and years and years. And she's asking him, okay, now that you're retired and you don't do it anymore, what kind of practice do you have? And he says, if I don't practice every day, if I miss just one day, I'll notice that. And if I miss two days of practice, then my housekeeper will know it. And if I miss three days of practice, the dog will start howling. <laughs> okay, so this is what we mean about putting in some uh, right effort, which is a constant effort, which actually um, is a lot about attitude. But if you have the attitude of, well, I really like to do this, I really like to intentionally get away from it all and spend 10 minutes getting my mind in as good a shape as I dare. That would be the way of, of looking at it. So now it's a, it's a kind of a joy. So every time that you think about it, you could just relax yeah. and allow that time to continue for a while. So also the quality of throughout the day, when you remember to relax, the question is how long are you going to linger in that before you go back active again? Because the whole quality that we're looking at is uh, uh, kind of, uh, uh, let us say, at least for the uh, for a long time, uh, the beginner will have two kinds of rules to look at, or two kinds of skill to learn. And that skill would be one is how easy, and therefore quick but how easy it is to get the mind into a really good state. In other words, if you dip, dip your hand into um, a bucket of mud, how long does it take to get the bucket of mud off your hand, right? Well, need some shower and you clean it off and that is take. But if you stick your uh, hand all the way to that depth, not in mucky water, but into paint, now it's a whole lot harder to get off, but you still want to get that stuff off your hand, right? May linger there for quite a while. So this is also the kind of thinking that we do, how unwholesome it gets. And for the beginner, sometimes it sticks and it takes us five, 10 minutes just to get the mind into a good state. But after we keep practicing, we recognize, no, I can get the mind into a really good state fairly quickly. But then what happens is, is that it gets out of that whole state very quickly also. That we're in and out. The question is, can we come in and stay a while? How many breaths can we watch being long and joyful? Yeah, this that's, is uh, that's why I felt that I needed to work on, uh, I mean, work <laughs> to uh, practice more sati um, to improve my uh, retention of satisfaction because uh, when I get satisfied, 
and doesn't last. I, I can get very quickly satisfied, but it doesn't last long. And I think it's because I get uh, carried away. So because basically is because you're not putting the mind on guard now to sustain that wholesome state. And because of that, any old thought that comes by, you'll let that thought come by and off you go with it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so uh, this is where we begin to develop the next part of the sati and the next part of the right effort and the next part of the uh, investigation is to remember that even after we've gotten ourselves into a wholesome state, we have to remember to look again, what kind of thought is this? Look again, what kind of thought is this? And if we keep now going on a little like that, we keep applying over and over again, which is the same thing as sustaining it. Okay. And so this is what you want to actually practice the most when you're in seclusion, is to applying and sustaining the mind into the wholesome. Can you stretch it into five or ten minutes of satisfaction? Because generally satisfaction does not last that long. Generally satisfaction is fleeting. The seating uh, that uh, uh, satisfaction is like one of those seats on the bus that everybody wants bad enough that they're going to pull you out of it so they could sit there. That's satisfaction. Satisfaction keeps always being unseated. And so we have to go back intentionally and make sure that doesn't happen. We got to find some metaphorical way of putting uh, the sati in a seat and put a seat belt on it so that it doesn't get pulled out. And so that's also part of the intention. The intention is to be able to guard the mind, to keep looking at it. And so that means that now our sati and our attention is beginning to move around to various things one by one as they present themselves. So we we begin to sati and then to investigate uh, and evaluate and take the right effort with the body to make sure that we're breathing well, to make sure that the body is comfortable and relaxed and looking for any tensions and then relax that too. Meanwhile, we're doing exactly the same thing with the mind. We're looking for any kind of thought that's going to keep us from being relaxed and we'll throw that out so that we can, in fact, have a relaxed attitude, a relaxed mind. And also the third one that comes in is, is that if we can relax the body and can relax the mind, then the feelings will sure to follow. They're the ones that are the heavy duty engine of our lives is our feelings. And the um, analogy of the carriage with <clears throat> the driver and the carriage itself and the horses and the passenger. The feelings are the horses. That's the power. OK, that power of greed and want and whatnot like that. And so this is why we work with it in combination with the body and the mind. And so you could say the body then is carriage. And the horses. And then the, uh, the mind is then uh, the uh, the driver of the carriage, but he's often asleep. And it's the passenger who really is directing the show and he's really not paying attention very much. 
Okay. And so this is where we're going to start putting things together is, is to understand that you can take control over that carriage. But we have to be more of a, um, how to say, an active participant rather than merely a passenger in our own life. So the passenger then is the way that we just go along to get along, just go along with the herd, just go along with the way things have been always taught to do things the way that we've always done. That's dangerous. And it's certainly unsatisfactory most of the time. Yes. So we have to now begin to practice watching what's going on. We have to practice paying attention to what the body is doing and what the mind is doing, getting them in sync and in gear so that you really enjoy watching what the body is doing. And then we can begin to pay attention to these feelings. And the feelings then are going to start out in liking and not liking, but they will grow very quickly. Into I want it. And then I got to have it. And then I'm doing without it. And so now actually liking something winds up in dukkha. If we don't get it. Yes, yes, I definitely noticed that. Uh can quickly grows into like a, a obsessive thinking about something I want and mm -hmm. I used to just you know enjoy it <laughs> and uh, now it becomes this we, big we uh, do we get gratification we do enjoy those kind of thoughts wouldn't it be nice if mm -hmm. what about isms we do that kind of stuff because there's a certain amount of gratification what we're not seeing with our wisdom eye is the dangers also therein and once we begin to see the dangers and see them clearly then we recognize that the dangers actually outweigh the benefits and when we can see that that's when we can take the attitude of well i don't need that and i can take care of that too and so this is how we start then with unwholesome thoughts that we know are unwholesome Thoughts of harming ourselves, thoughts of harming others, thoughts of taking things that are not given, all of that kind of stuff that we know would be uh, cruel or harmful. And then we look at the other end, those kind of thoughts that we know absolutely without a doubt for sure, these are wholesome thoughts. Right? And what would that be? Everything's okay, everything is fine. What a wonderful moment no place to go and nothing to do and we can just relax have a moment off okay that would be very wholesome very restful and compared to the unwholesome of you got to go you got to do you got to get up in the morning you got to go you got to do all and all and all on and on and on you see begins to become unwholesome because in fact it doesn't leave us satisfied, it leaves us unsatisfied. Unsatisfaction and having work to do leads only to more unsatisfaction. The satisfaction leads to a deeper satisfaction. And so this is why we want to practice the satisfaction of getting the body satisfied, getting the mind satisfied with the thoughts, and then we can get the feelings satisfied. Now, one of the way of satisfying the feelings is by 
uh, taking some uh, mind moments, some thoughts, some rea the reality is, is that right here, right now, things are safe. The air that we're breathing is good. The temperature is not too bad. There's no snakes on the floor. Everything is kind of okay right now, and we feel comfortable, and we need to check that out. We have to make sure, yes, I am safe and secure. There are no air raid sound sirens blowing. The SWAT team is not breaking in the door. Right? All of the whataboutisms we can dispense with, those are always unwholesome thoughts, and we can have the wholesome thoughts of there is nothing to have any whataboutisms about. There is no danger. We're safe. So this would be a very wholesome kind of thought to have. Everything is really safe. Things are very comfortable. And with safety, security, and comfort comes satisfaction. There it is. That's what we're intending to have is, yes, I am satisfied. No, I don't want anything right now. It's almost like that you were sitting in some place or wherever you are, and every 10 or 15 seconds, a waitress comes up and says, may I have your order, please? And your answer yes. is, I don't want anything right now. Thank you. I'm okay. Okay, yeah. I like this uh, analogy. <laughs> uh-huh. And, yeah. and so we actually begin to practice being satisfied. That no, I don't want anything to eat right now. No, I don't have to go to the bathroom right now. Everything is okay. And so um, spending uh, a fairly large chunk of time, and when I say fairly large, I'm talking about the distinction between 10 seconds and 10 minutes. But yeah, we could do this for 10 seconds. Can we sustain it so that it lasts for 10 minutes so that it begins to build up, it gets the rhythm going? And so those are the two skills. One is to be able to get it, get it happening for 10 seconds, get it going again for 10 seconds. But then the next skill is being able to sustain it for a while, 10, 20, 30, 40 seconds, and then we lose it. Then we pick it up again and do it for another minute or so. And then we lose it. Then we pick it up and do it for two minutes or so. You know, that's the way that we practice. It, never mind, I'm satisfied with the progress that I'm making because I'm not making any progress. I'm learning how to stop making progress and I'm getting very good. I'm making a lot of progress at making no progress at all. <laughs> and so we become quite satisfied and it's keeping the mind in that state of satisfaction. And then it will begin to grow during the day. There'll be all kinds of reasons for us to um, want to keep coming back to this. And so, yeah, for 10 seconds throughout the day, uh, 30, 40, 50 times, that would be good. That's a very good thing to do is to learn to get into that state quite often. But then at other times, we want to get away from it all for about 10, 10 minutes or so, maybe 20 minutes, but that's enough just to be able to get ourselves fairly quickly into that good state and then stay there. Okay, you can practice that two or three or four or five times a day as your choice. And it, the, the more you do it, the more you'll like it. And the more you like it, the more you'll remember to do it. 
And so it, it becomes easier and easier that way. Because you're getting so much value out of it. With thoughts like, how could I have not done this all the time anyway? This is so nice. And that's what I tell myself every time I, <laughs> I do it again. I'm like, well, <laughs> uh -huh. yeah. so now you can say, well, let's keep this going for a little while longer. Let's yes. just let it go for another breath or two and let me just maintain and just look at how nice things are right now. Okay. And so this this is the basic way of practice. This is not hard to do. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah. But it's but it's is counterintuitive based upon all we've learned from our society. Is the opposite. It's like doing nothing. Um, it's like the doing of doing nothing. <laughs> I mean, it kind of feels like this when I'm trying to to get satisfied. Just sitting and stopping. Um, uh, stop the doing that's happening um, on autopilot. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. So you could go. You can, um, there was a, a commercial on American television during the days when cell phones were coming around and the guy was going around in this commercial in various places, in very famous places, asking the question, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? And he did that for commercial after commercial, day after day, for years of it, until it became almost a, uh, a mime in, or a meme in, America for a few years. Uh, can you hear me now? Okay. So we can do that also with our practices. Am I satisfied now? Or is this satisfying or what? You know, but keeping that theme of satisfaction. Is this good enough? Am I free from want right now? Am I, can I handle this right now? Okay. And so that would be the main question that you would ask in that sense of investigation. Is is this good enough yet? The answer is yes, it is. It's good enough. This is good enough. Don't need anything else. And then students will have what about isms about well, what about jhana and what about this and what about soda pine? And the answer to that is those are things you think you don't have, so that's your dukkha. Come back to a state of satisfaction. That's the goal right now is to get that satisfaction because over time, getting it over and over again, you'll get the idea that you can get it anytime you want it. No matter how obstructed the mind gets, you know that you can come back to that state of satisfaction. That's when the winner grows. That's the attitude of a lion, the attitude of a winner. But we have to practice this over and over again. Can you get yourself into that mind state? And then can you stay there in that mind state? A great joy and satisfaction, because then the next, next ingredient is success. We've got it. Right now, yeah. I know how to do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah, that yeah, has its own level of joy, and it also has its own level of energy. So now that you know that you've got it, then it takes very little effort to get back into that state of, I know that I've got it. But if I'm not sure and I have to work very hard to get it, then that's the effort right there, working very hard to get it, all in the attitude. 
And so for the very beginner, a lot of effort is needed to get over their own bad attitude. Once we get the attitude changed, now it's really easy. Now it's a skill. And the skill basically is getting out of our own way. <laughs> and remembering too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, remember that we are already okay, that we've got it. I've, uh, I've seen how it could be uh, very powerful at work uh, when I coach people and stuff. And if I'm doing this, uh, if I'm remembering, I just stop doing anything while I'm doing. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense, but if I can be relaxed and satisfied while, while I do stuff, uh, I feel like it's very, very effortless. And I save a lot of energy. <laughs> If I'm really relaxed, and uh, I could just see how if I could, if I would be able to do this all day, I would save like uh, a huge amount of energy. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's very yes. impressive. Mm. So this is you just gave yourself another reason to continue to have that little formality in the setting of making sure that we get away from it all and practice. So that we can get that stuff stained. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good reason. Much easier, then you'll be much easier when you're dealing with people. Yes. Because um, in fact, you deal with other people the way that you deal with yourself anyway. So if we're not happy with ourselves, then we'll be unhappy with other people. If we're happy with ourselves, then we can be happy with other people. It doesn't matter what kind of dead bird they drug into the yard. We're okay. Yeah, yes. Can definitely feel that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also had um, another question, kind of. It's um, I've noticed um, something that I usually do is when I get interested in some sport, maybe or some some things, um, whatever the thing, I get really obsessive about it. I mean, I. I have the habit of doing this. So, you know, I get really intense. I learn everything about it and I'm getting results very quickly. Um, but it's very tiring and I spend a lot of my time thinking about uh, the thing I'm doing. Um, so I like to have this approach of, you know, taking it more lightly and you know, just enjoying it and not have to think about it all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm wondering how um, is it the lack of of uh, remembering that keeps this that's building up? Um, yes, you know, that's right. That you, if you keep remembering to do it over and over again, then it has a rhythm or a role going. So long as we're continuing to get it going, this is why the Buddha actually says mindfulness on the long in breath and to mindfulness on the long out breath. So in an end out breath, that's two points of mindfulness right there to remember to take a long deep breath and to remember to take a long deep out breath. And then we train the mind to watch the body while it's breathing in long and breathing out long mindfully. Okay, so that's how we put all of this stuff together is we, we actually work with the breath mindfulness with every breath 
even as we're investigating the mind, I investigate the mind while mindfully breathing in long and mindfully breathing out long. And it's got enormous results. Enormous, great benefit, the Buddha says. Great, great fruit, great benefit. Uh, and it, it kind of unifies the body, the feelings, the mind, makes us integrated or whole, which is the whole point of the Eightfold Noble Path, that right uh, noble samadhi or uh, sama Aryan samadhi is the whole goal of the Eightfold Noble Path, which is also then back to the three or the four noble truths, the third noble truth is being in that state which is also uh, very much equivalent of having all of the jhana factors together of the first jhana so the eightfold noble path and anapanasati and the first jhana are all the same thing and the goal is that third noble truth of getting the mind into that state of organization so that you've got the attitude you can handle anything. It's slip to work. The mind can handle anything that goes on. Doesn't matter what accusations or stones or arrows or outrageous bad things that happen. I can handle that too. Can't touch. That's the attitude of the lion. That we've got this. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so this is this is all the practices to get that attitude. And that's what puts it all together. That's what gives the mind that unification and that makes it fit to work. Now, later in the practice, we've got stuff to look at, but all the stuff that we're going to be looking at are things like these jhana factors and other things that are wholesome. So while you're spending that 10 minutes there, what you can do is you can start asking yourself, how's this feeling of fear? Where is there fear? Do I, am I free from fear? Has the fear arisen and now passed away? That's wonderful, okay? So congratulate yourself. I'm not afraid of anything right now. So we take a deep breath and then we look at, am I comfortable? Am I satisfied? Am I, is the body in a posture that I can feel just comfortable right on and on for the next few minutes? And so we can check it out and keep checking things out. Like, is my mind applying and sustaining? Can I keep remembering to do this? This would be a wholesome thing to look at is the jhana factors itself. How is my attitude? Do I have the winner's attitude? Yeah, I got the winner's attitude. Yeah, I feel like whole. I feel like the mind's fit for work. So that's one of the ways of spending our time in that 10 minutes is reviewing the features of the first jhana or reviewing the Eightfold to Noble Path. And another one would be reviewing Anapanasati in the sense of doing it as you're reviewing it or talking to yourself about this is what we're doing and on and on like that. And that can be spent 10 minutes of being in a really wholesome state 
of thinking about what you're doing and then doing it and getting great benefit out of doing it. <laughs> yeah, yes. Well, what I usually do for the the practice is I um I create this uh, I, I stop doing what I was thinking or doing. And I just feel uh, really happy and relaxed. And um then I just um I just enjoy and chill this in this relaxation and if I feel that I'm I'm starting up again and it's going away and then I just let it go, you know, stop it again and just exactly. relax. So um, then we investigate that relax. Is this relaxed? Is this hmm. relaxed? Okay. Is this yeah, relaxed? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. How how is my relaxation? How is my get up and go? My get up and go got got up and went already. <laughs> yeah, I got no more get up and go. Everything is okay like it is. So this is the way that we would practice as opposed to other ways of practice would be for people who were saying, well, when's the bell going to ring? I want to go, but I'm going to stay because this is meditation time. Right? Yeah. So uh, a better way of thinking about it is leave your meditation in a really good state, not being glad that it's over. Uh, you probably heard this. It's uh, about comedians, stand-up comics, uh, entertainers. And their rule is, at the end of the show, leave them laughing. Don't tell a pity party and then walk off the stage. <laughs> no, you leave them laughing. Okay, so that's the way that you want to leave your meditation is to leave it laughing. Or even after you're gone. So that I enjoy the everything. I mean, the whole process. Yes. Begin to enjoy it in the beginning as you're sitting down, in the middle as you're staying in that good state. And then in the end, as you're leaving uh, your sitting time, you leave it joyfully and happily. Hot dog, that was a good 10 minutes. All right. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah, easy practice, easy practice. But we need to get it stretched out so that we can let it go for, wow, that would be so, wouldn't that be great if you could just stay in a very happy, relaxed, satisfied state for 10 minutes? Sure. That's almost a Guinness world record. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Guinness don't know about Dama dudes, <laughs> so <laughs> that's the problem. They test in the wrong crowd. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, th uh, let's go ahead and finish this now. I think that you've gotten um, yes. the, the, uh, uh, the way of going back into it, of looking at this whole thing about how good do we feel mm -hmm. and look at the various parts of it about Am I applying the mind on the wholesome? Can I keep it sustained on the wholesome? Is this thought, thought wholesome too? That whole little routine to stay in that state as long as you're going to be there. Yeah, no, I just practice. practice. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Thank you very much for the... For All the right. We will see you, you soon. See you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.